Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Morning with the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you. Good morning, you guys. We are picking up with day five of our Holy Ambition devotional in the Bible app. There's a link to that in the description of the podcast if you guys want to follow along with us. And as always, Mm -hmm. I'm going to read the scripture, and then Tori's going to pick with the Devo. Let's do it. The scripture is Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, and it says this, Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. The devotional's titled, A Strategic Plan, and it says, First comes a dislocated heart, then a broken spirit, then you move towards radical faith and no safety net other than God's faithfulness, which brings us to the fourth condition, creating a strategic plan. A strategic plan begins with a vision, but where does that vision come from? After Nehemiah's heart and spirit were changed, and he began to boost his radical faith, he asked God, what do you want me to do? You don't jump in with faith. You first get a big picture perspective from God, a vision of what could happen if God unleashed his power. Then you start to research and plan. Read Nehemiah 2 verses 4 through 8. And note all the specific requests Nehemiah had already prepared for the God-appointed moment he had the king's ear. He didn't know if he'd receive his request, but he developed them anyway. Many people think they must have all the funds and resources lined up before taking action. That's not how it works. If it's truly God's agenda, he will provide his resources in his time. Matthew 6.33 says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be provided to you. At the same time, God doesn't channel resources towards vague ideas. Developing a strategic plan takes lots of research, sometimes in solitude. When Nehemiah arrived in Jerusalem, he was a big deal, but he went straight into seclusion for three days. He no doubt was privately listening to officials, gathering information, and praying. Then he went out in secret to see things with his own eyes. Nehemiah 2.12 says, And I got up in the night, I and a few men with me. I did not tell anyone what my God was putting into my mind to do for Jerusalem. His strategic plan culminated with that secret tour, but it resulted from more than a year of preparation. If a plan has the right foundation, Things can move fast towards the end. Nehemiah announced the vision and plan in public, helped others see how God had guided, and invited them to be involved. They all jumped on board. It all made sense to them. And hint of the sixth condition, they saw Nehemiah's commitment. Yeah, just to recap for everyone, Nehemiah was the cupbearer for a king in somewhere else, and then he got word that Jerusalem uh, had its walls burned down and it just mm-hmm. broke him because of the, his family and his legacy and everything. And so he cried, mourned, and fasted for four straight months. Mm-hmm. And then the king saw him so sorrowful and asked him, why are you so sad? And the first thing he said to the king was, long live the king, but this happened. So then he said, do you mind releasing me from my job so I can go do this? And that's mm-hmm. like a no-no. Yeah. But the king said, yes. And he said, oh, but wait, there's another thing. 
can you give me the supplies I need? That way I can go rebuild the walls, Mm -hmm. which is just incredible, the fact that he asked that. Mm -hmm. And he said, oh, wait, there's a whole other thing too. I need rite of passage because people are going to try to steal from me or they're going to attack us. And I need you to give me your like seal of approval and protection. Mm -hmm. And the king was like, yeah. And so whenever we read it, it all happens so fast. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we low-key want that, but sometimes we have to acknowledge the time and preparation that truly went into this and the thoughtfulness that Nehemiah put into this plan by following God through this. And there was so much that happened and he faced opposition every step of the way. Yeah. Even to the point later on, as he's rebuilding the walls, Mm -hmm. they say that the workers had a hammer in one hand and a sword in another, and they were building the walls and they were defending against the attackers with the other hand. Right. And it's just, there's so much that happens. And I feel like sometimes we just want things to happen really, really fast and with no opposition. Yeah. But yet Nehemiah was faced with a situation where he was so nervous to talk to the king about it that Mm -hmm. it took him four full months for it to actually come out. Right. And I just love that in those four months that Nehemiah was praying, he was also preparing. Mm -hmm. And in that prayer time, he was preparing for all the potential outcomes and and what to do and how to follow the Lord in this. And there's excellence in that prayer. There's excellence in following God with that that type of wisdom. And I think that's something we should all do. Yeah, it's so good. And I just want to kind of piggyback on that. Like, I feel like a lot of times we want to skip those hidden seasons, you know, where we are just strategic head down planning and in prayer because we live in a society that's so fast paced and we want the glory of the victory and like the, the battle that we overcame and this thing, this accomplishment, but there is so much value in those seasons before that comes. And I know I've mentioned this on the podcast a couple times, but I always highly recommend this book called Anonymous because it talks about the hidden years of Jesus and how it prepared him for his public ministry and how every temptation that he faced in those three years of his public ministry, he was able to handle well because of all the years that he had in solitude with God and the secret place with the Lord where he was being prepared for those battles he would face. And I think that we don't value those seasons. We don't value um, the necessary prep time that is needed before we walk into the calling that God has on our life. And I think that if you're in that season and you feel hidden or you feel like, man, I just don't feel like I'm doing all that I'm capable of doing. Reframe your mind. Start asking God for vision and put your head down in prayer. Start journaling. Start truly like seeking God's face in this season because this could be such a pivotal season in your life for the seasons and the battles and the victories that are to come. That reminds me of this quote that says, uh, God, prepare me for what you have prepared for me. Mm-hmm. You ready to pray, son, out? I am. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this story of Nehemiah, Lord, that we can look at all the different seasons in his life and remember that there is seasons of our own, Lord, that you're so particular and you have planned out in advance for us, Lord. I just pray that you would open our eyes, that you would open our ears, Lord, that you would open our hearts, Lord, that you would reveal to us 
the purpose and the season that we are currently walking in, Lord, would you prepare us for what you have prepared for us in the future? Would we not long for the seasons to come, but truly embrace what you're doing in our present and our now? Lord, we thank you for what you're doing behind the scenes, Lord. We love you and we're honored to be fighting on your team for your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, y'all. Now is the perfect time to break out the worship music, break out the journal, and continue present to the Lord. Yes, and y'all don't forget that you are God's masterpiece. And don't forget that we love you. We love you guys. I'll be talking to you tomorrow. Arrivederci. Arrivederci.